Well, good morning. How art thou? Also, before I get going, um, we, we've established this thing in the church called the Morrissey Rule. And the Morrissey Rule um, revolves around the singing of the song Happy Birthday to people who may or may not have a birthday on Sunday here at the church. And so um, being the, uh, the writer of and the enforcer of said Morrissey Rule, um, it means that I could just change it at whim. And so I'm going to change it at whim today because we have a birthday of somebody that's going to be celebrating it tomorrow. They celebrated it yesterday, but the first official birthday is tomorrow. And she happens to be celebrating the 30th anniversary of her 50th birthday. So, and that would be Betsy Garner Hendricks sitting right in the front. So, as it is our tradition not to have a funeral dirge, but a happy, uplifting, happy birthday to Betsy Garner Hedrick. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Betsy Garner Hedrick. Happy birthday to you. Woo! All right, I love you guys. We'll see you next week. Let me pray. Father, uh, thank you for the love that you have for us. Thank you that we get to celebrate. Now there's so much to celebrate. And as we celebrate Betsy's birthday, uh, we get ready to celebrate the birthday of our Lord Jesus. So uh, God, I pray that we would not forget the, the, the reason for this season. This morning, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart is, is acceptable in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Well, the journey that started on January 1st is now here. Christmas is right around the corner. We're in the Advent season, the preparation to prepare our hearts, our lives, our minds for the celebration of Jesus. We've been working through Advent, kind of a, uh, a weird Advent um, theme. Um, into this holiday being thankful. Not just for the Next, we can look at this idea of proclaiming, proclaiming the gospel. And we can proclaim the good news 
with our mouth, with words, with preaching, but we also proclaim the good news by how we live our lives. What does that look like? And then last, in a way that can proclaim the gospel and you live your life in a way that can worship the Lord. And our lives become an act of worship. The things we say, the things we do, the things we don't say, the things we don't do become an act of worship to God. And then the last, uh, I, I was kind of thinking through this one. What is it? What is it, Lord, that you want to share with us. And I came down to the good old standard love. The Bible talks about love a lot. In the New Testament, there's a bunch of different ones. Eros, romantic. Storge, you ever heard of that one? Mm -hmm. Good. Family. Philea, deep friendship. And then, Dana, thank you, thank you for airdropping me that. Uh, and then we have agape, and that's the one I kind of want to land on today. It's this, it's this relational, deep, caring love. It's the love that God has for us. It's the love that we should have for Him and for others. What is this? Jesus says in Matthew 22, he's being asked a question. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Now remember, I don't know if you all know this, but back in Jesus' day, the Pharisees were trying to figure out what is the greatest commandment or commandments. And they had all these weird things to try to figure it out. Like, the what is the greatest? What is it? Jesus gets asked. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And you should love your neighbor as yourself. The greatest things, the, the, the greatest law, the greatest commandments, Jesus, God himself was asked, what is the biggest one? Love God, love people. Well, how do we love God? We love God by loving people, just a simple answer. Well, how do we love people? Well, we love people by loving God. It's this kind of, this rotational circle that goes around. We love God, so we love people, and we love people because we're loving God, and this, and this thing spins and spins around. Love comes to the place of being the foundation of really everything that we should be doing. Everything, and, and it's not just this Christmas time. Like, we have to learn, I have to learn how to love. Because it seems sometimes it doesn't come very natural to me. God calls me to love him and to love you. You're a hard bunch to love sometimes. 
as I'm sure you're required to love me. And I know that I can be a stinker sometimes too. Hey, was that my son? Um, but but here, here's, here's the tension as we move through this idea about, about loving each other. Um, I know, I know people who are not Christian. They, they are atheists, do not believe in God. I know people of, of other faith traditions that do not uh, profess Jesus as Lord and Savior. And what I have found is some of those people love the way the Bible teaches to love because the Bible doesn't say that God invented love. It says God is love. And so I believe that an expression of love, biblical love, can only come from God, whether you believe in him or not. It's, it's God. God is, God is love. And so if, if the world can show love to itself and to each other, then what should ours look like? Empowered by the Holy Spirit. Like, like, our love should be leaps and bounds beyond what the world can offer because we have the Spirit of God. We have the Spirit of God. Galatians talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Now, before this, it, it just kind of laying out all of these, these ugly things in the world. I, I didn't put that verse in, but let me just find it quickly. Um, what it looks like world stuff now the works of the flesh are evident sexual immorality impurity sensuality idolatry sorcery enmity strife jealousy fits of anger rivalries dissension divisions envy drunkenness orgies my goodness those are the things of the world. And then Paul's going to write, but if you want to live in the spirit, if you want to fruit, if you want the manifestation of God's Holy Spirit, this is what it looks like. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Love starts it off. This is agape love. If you want to live in the spirit, if you want to see evidence of God's work in your life, then this should be manifesting in our lives. And the first one is that we would I am to be an example of love. But not just with the way the world loves. Like, what does it look like to, to supernaturally love someone? I, I don't know yet because I don't think I'm there. Like, I was convicted through this, this idea, and we'll get to that in, in, in a little bit. Paul writes in Colossians. He says, 
chosen ones, holy and beloved. Put on compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. So all these things, kindness, meekness, humility, patience, forgiveness, putting up with each other, it all gets tied together with this idea of love. Like, like we don't do anything worthwhile kingdom-wise without beginning in love whether it be having a hard conversation with someone or just encouraging someone, we have to begin. We have to start with this idea of love because everything will spring from that point. And it has to be in this supernatural context. We just can't look like the rest of the world when we are loving each other. There has to be something different about us. What is that? What can that be for each and every one of us? Once again, Paul is writing to the church in Rome and he talks about being indebted. He says, oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, not steal, not covet. Uh, Any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to the neighbor, therefore love is fulfilling the law. Now, I, I picked this verse because I think it's very important here. We have to talk about this idea of, of um, love. Love has to be objective. Meaning, in our culture today, I see uh, this phrase that says, love is love. And it doesn't matter who you love or what you love. Nothing like the love that God calls us to. It's just pick and choose what you want, where you want it, when you want it. Love needs truth. Life in the spirits, with love being the foundation, we can now live into those things. Honor your parents. It's one of the big ten, right? That's the law. It hasn't been erased. We are to honor our parents. But now I do it from a place because I love them, not because I have to. I love the saints because the Spirit of God is within me and it's, it's gurgling up this compassion, this esteem for the saints. 
love fulfills God's commandments. Love fills the law. We can never stop loving each other. Like, like we're not going to get to the point where I'm going to say, you know, Betsy, I've loved you enough. You're done. Gabs, I've loved you enough. No, you can leave now. There will never be a point when we should stop loving others. Never. It should be the, the single outstanding debt in our lives to love each other as Christ loved us. We love because he first, he first loved us. Now, this is where um, things got a little crazy for me. So I'm, I'm thinking about this love. I'm thinking about loving people. Um, last, last Sunday, it was, um, there was an incident that I was involved in. Now, let's just say um, love wasn't very evident. Um, and, and I think that's what kind of just ignited this whole idea in my brain about, about love. Because the scripture talks about what love looks like. First Corinthians 13, we all know it. Uh, at, at first it begins to say, you know, if, if, if I speak in tongues of men or tongues of angels, but I don't have love, I'm just a, a clanging gong. I'm just making, I'm making noise. If, if I have faith, and the faith that it talks about in First Corinthians 13, faith to move my... I can go up and raise a dead person from the dead, but if I don't have love, it's just a waste of time. Imagine that. How important love is that I can raise somebody from the dead, and yet if I don't have love in my heart, I've just wasted my time. And so Paul is setting this thing up. And then he gets to 13.4. And he begins to list what love is. This is what love looks like. This is what agape love. Read it 4 on uh, 13, verse 4 on. The first out of the box is this idea of love, agape. I'm sorry. <laughs> love is patience. And that's where I stopped. I, I, I didn't get past patience. Um. Patience is a spiritual gift. Patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Love is patient. Love does not react. Love responds. Love does not get angry or lose its temper because love is patient. Love considers others in more of esteem than myself because love is, is patient. Love turns the other cheek. Love walks the extra mile. Love doesn't need to make sure everybody knows that I'm right. Love is patient. Love bears up under provocation. Love doesn't argue or fight or yell. Love is patient. 
And then he just kind of goes on and lists it and unpacks it. And, and I come back to this idea again of what makes our love different from the love of the world? Do we, the church, do I look any different when I love people out there than the rest of the world? I, I, I don't think so. Like, like not yet. I, I don't see myself with a supernatural patience yet. I don't see myself with, with um, something that looks so special and so amazing that other people are going to want to know how I got it. I'm not there yet. And so I thought if, if we break down this, this, this Corinthians ver, um, verses about love, okay, we're, we're, we're talking about um, we're in Christmas season, we're in the Advent season, we're preparing for the birth of Jesus, but Christmas needs not to just be a season. Christmas, let's, let's turn it into a lifestyle going forward into 2020. And what if, what if we took one of these attributes of love each month in 2020 and really focused and tried to live that one attribute? That one, and, and for we could start with patience. Love is patient. What does it look like for you in your life to live a life of patience? What does it look like for you to love people with a supernatural patience that doesn't look like anything else they've ever experienced of what the world gives? What does that look like? That's my challenge to us. That was my challenge to me. I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to get a hold of this because if love is the foundation of the entire gospel, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son. That's what we're celebrating. God's love gave Jesus. If that's the foundation of everything, if that's God's foundation of everything, then my goodness, I need to get this thing right. I have to understand it so I am living it and I want to love people into the kingdom. I want to be patient with people into the kingdom. I want to be kind in the kingdom. How do we love church? And so... Don't, um, I don't want people to leave here today thinking, oh, it was just another sermon on love, because it is another sermon on love. No new groundbreaking material here. No new Greek words, no new Greek characters, no... But if we don't get this thing right, the world doesn't get to know Jesus. If we don't love, love, love isn't all about just going with the flow, saying everything is okay. I'm talking about finding ways of supernatural love to be able to say no and yet say it in love, to say yes but say it in love, to embrace in love, to to put up boundaries in love, all of those things in love. We, the church, have to grab a hold of this thing because when we begin to love the way God calls us to love, I believe then and there the church will start to see a, a revival within itself. See, the church has to put away selfishness and self 
um, it has to become selfless and we become selfless by um, building, uh, digging deep, building our foundation on this idea of God's love. How do we love the world? And so here we go. We have a great opportunity this weekend. If you're going to be out and about, it's going to be really busy. <laughs> and there's going to be crazy people driving around and, and giving you the Hawaiian peace sign and all those things. How can you love? How can you be patient with the world out there that is losing their mind right now because there is a supply chain crisis and you can't get cat food? How do we love? How do we love? So, Father, um, would you show your church? Let us just work with patience this month, Lord. Show us what it is to have a supernatural patience. Holy Spirit, come upon this place. Holy Spirit, fall upon this rock. fall upon this room. Holy Spirit, more. Right now, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of those who hear my voice with the love of God so that they, so that we can pour out that love into the world. Show us, Holy Spirit, what it means to be patient. Let patience just reverberate in our hearts and in our minds this coming months, coming forward. Show us what it means to live a supernatural love for your people, God, and for the world that's dying around us. Give us a glimpse, Lord, of how you're patient with us and how we can be patient with others. Thank you for loving us. Teach us now how to love. Holy Spirit, come upon us more. We want more. Fill hearts, heal hearts that they may love in a fuller way. I come against bitterness this morning. The darkness of bitterness, and I say, leave in the name of Jesus. And may it be filled with the love of God. I come against fear. Holy Spirit, will you heal the fear? You heal it with your love. Father, I come across uh, come against anxiety. Those knots in people's stomach in the name of Jesus be gone and be replaced with the love of God. A thousand, uh, a thousand thoughts in your mind right now, I say in the name of Jesus, quiet. And may the love of God still your mind. I pray against worry, depression, in Jesus' name, and be replaced with the love of God. May the Spirit of, of Christ fall on this room again. More, more, more Holy Spirit. 
Holy Spirit more. Holy Spirit, where there is doubt in your love in people's hearts. If there's a person here, Holy Spirit, that is doubting your love for them, I pray, I break that thought in the name of Jesus. Now, Holy Spirit, pour your love into them more. Never forget how much you've been loved how much you are loved, and how much you will always be in the sight of God. Now go in love likewise.